Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, back with my mock draft 4.0 for the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. We have the combine behind us. We have free agency in full swing. Um, we're about mid-March now, March 21st, recording this. We're little uh, less than over a month away, or excuse me, a little over a month away from the 2023 NFL draft. We'll be having a few more mock drafts here on the channel, along with some more draft coverage. So make sure to uh, stay tuned and locked into the Beef Up Front podcast here on Pick Swap Media. Going forward to have you prepared for everything NFL draft. Like I said, today is my mock draft 4.0, the first mock draft since we had the Panthers trade up to number one with the Chicago Bears from number nine. So a few moving parts in this one, but still uh, a lot of good players. And, and this this draft, uh, this mock draft has seen a lot of different movement. Jalen Carter once was maybe the top overall prospect, has had some off-field issues. He slid down a little bit. Uh, some other guys who have slid kind of to the back end of the first round who I had up higher. Uh, the more intel and the more information that has been coming out has really, you know, you'll see that reflected in my mock drafts if you've listened to some of the past ones. So we'll start at the top with the Panthers at number one after trading up from number nine. They're obviously going up for a quarterback. I think that quarterback is going to be C.J. Stroud of all, out of Ohio State. Bryce Young might be the best overall quarterback in this class, but I do think C.J. Stroud might be the safest with that frame, his ability to throw the ball, and I really like the mobility he showed with uh, with Ohio State in that bowl game against Georgia, that really kind of unlocked another layer to his game. And I think that's one of the main selling points on him. While he does have this nice big frame, he's also able to move and throw the football probably as good, if not better than anyone in this draft. Bryce Young, I think, will be in the conversation for sure as well. But I think the selling point on Stroud is just going to be his size and his ability to, I think, withstand contact over a longer period of time. Number two overall pick, have the Houston Texans selecting quarterback Bryce Young out of Alabama. If you haven't already, go check out some of my mock draft uh, or my pre-draft breakdowns on Bryce Young, breaking down his entire film. Went through the entire LSU game as well as the Tennessee game. We'll have a, the Texas game coming out this week as well. So if you want to get to know some more about Bryce Young, I go through in, in detail what I kind of like and don't like about his game and what makes him one of these top-level prospects. The Texans are, are in desperate need of a quarterback, though. They've gone out. Uh, they've made some 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 moves so far this offseason. They brought back left tackle Army Tunsil. So whoever this quarterback is, the Texans are taking at number two. They'll have the long-term left tackle in front of them. But uh, Bryce Young... Heisman Trophy winner, great player at Alabama, just a little bit worried about his size, but I think if he's there at number two to the Texans, it's a no-brainer. Number three, have the Cardinals selecting edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. You could argue maybe Jalen Carter here as well, but with more stuff potentially coming out about some character issues, some off-going, off-the-field, ongoing um, legal issues stemming from the car accident that he was affiliated with, with, with two of his – uh, other people in the Georgia program passed away because of it. He was in a different car, but it, I won't get into that whole story that you can look at that yourself. But he might, I think, see his name fall down the board a little bit. And I think edge rusher is a huge name for the Arizona Cardinals. They just brought in defensive mining coach and Jonathan Gannon. You get a top level edge rusher in Anderson. I think that is a pretty safe pick for them there. Number four, the biggest riser so far, especially with this being our first mock draft since the combine. That's the Indianapolis Colts selecting quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Just lit it up at the combine and apparently not just on the field in his workouts, but off the field with meetings with teams. Great character. It came out. 
Um, really, really invested in football. You can really tell sitting down with him apparently what he what he's focused on, and that's football and getting better. And with his freakish tools, tools and, and some of the highlight plays we've seen from him, he has a, a lot of development to do. But he can be a superstar player. Colts starting it over with a new regime with Shane Steichen at, at the uh, head coach spot. Just came from the Philadelphia Eagles where he worked with Jalen Hurts. I think he Shane Steichen will be able to use kind of the skill set that Jalen Hurts had and, and really tailor that to an offense built around Anthony Richardson. Now he's not going to be there as a passer right away, but he he certainly has the tools to be a star type player in this league. Number five, this is where the, the slide ends. I think for him, I got the Seahawks like thing, defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Pete Carroll has in the past shown the, um, don't really know the, the right word to put it, but the, the, Willingness, I guess, to take a chance on a guy who's had some off-the-field issues. Jalen Carter, when healthy, when staying, staying a having like strong character, staying morally correct, I guess you could say, is arguably the best prospect in this entire class. You get him at number five to a, def, a defense that needs a lot more pressure up front. I think that would be a really good fit there for the Seahawks. Number six, the Detroit Lions selecting edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Another guy with some freak trades, long, athletic, can rush the passer. I know that Lions took Aiden Hutchinson last year. They had a mid-round draft pick, Houston as well, really develop as a pass rusher over the year, but you can never have enough edge rushers in this league. The Lions really invested in the back end. I could really see them invest, continue to invest in this team up front in the trenches. It's worked out pretty well for them with Penny Sewell and Aiden Hutchinson over the past two years. I think they keep it going here with Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Number seven, got the Raiders selecting offensive tackle Peter Scaronzi out of Northwestern. Spartan Jimmy Garoppolo, a really fragile quarterback, spends a lot of time injured. I think it's going to be a priority to keep him upright. You get a, a left tackle here in Skaronsky to, to fill that void for them. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons selecting the first cornerback off the board, Devin Weatherspoon out of Illinois. They already invest in Jesse Bates at the safety spot. You already have a stud corner in A.J. Terrell. You got Witherspoon. That gives you a really nice one-two punch at corner and gives you something that you can at least go out there and compete with every day. This is still a Falcons team that needs to continue to get better, continue to add talent. Um, looks like they're going to ride with Desmond Ritter for this year, potentially. They also brought in Taylor Heineke, so we could see what happens with that. But I don't think they're in the market for a quarterback in this draft. So I think just continue to stockpile talent, and I think Witherspoon's a good pick for them there. Number nine, the Bears, after trading down from number one, I have them selecting offensive tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. In that trade from one to nine, they also were able to acquire DJ Moore. So now they have DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, uh, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, they have some pretty solid receivers now, some pass catchers out there for them. I think now they need to work on improving the defense and also getting a, a better offensive line in front of Justin Fields. He was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year, I believe. So you get Paris Johnson out of Ohio State, hopefully your long-term left tackle there to protect Justin Fields. I think that's a win-win for you, especially with the coop that you were able to pick up going from number one to number nine. Number 10, I think if the Eagles do select here at this pick, I, I don't know if it's going to be this player. I don't like to project my, uh, trades in my mocks, but if the Eagles are sitting here at 10 and he's on the board, I could see him picking them, but I, I also could see them potentially trading down maybe to like the 14, 15 area. Maybe if the Patriots or the Packers really like a receiver potentially moving up, getting their, their first pick at a receiver before the Titans or the Texans can get their hands on one. But I, I have the Eagles selecting Brian Bursay out of Clemson. I do think 
whether it's defensive tackle or edge rusher, they're going to pick one of those spots. After losing Javon Hargrave, I don't think you can count on Fletcher Cox to be playing like 60%, 70% of the snaps this year. He's got to be like a rotation piece, and I think uh, defensive tackle duo of Jordan Davis and Brian Bursay, a nice little one-two punch up front, and you can build around that going forward, would be a smart move for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I do think you might be able to slide down and get Bursay a little bit later. Number 11, got the Titans selecting edge rusher Miles Murphy out of Clemson. A little bit of a fall for him. I could see him going to 10 to Philadelphia as well, but they did just cut Bud Dupree. It was a bit of a, a failed free agent signing for them. He uh, didn't really pan out, so now to I, I think the Titans need another person up on that defensive line and edge rusher. Um, you got Miles Murphy here. You pair him with Jeffrey Simmons, um, Harold Landry as well. That's a nice trio up there up front for the Titans, a new regime there. And I think when you're first starting out as a GM, your first crack at it especially, you can't go wrong with going to the trenches because at the end of the day, quarterback play is going to carry you in this league. But I think what separates the winners from the losers most of the time is good coaching and good play on the offensive and defensive line. And I think getting a safe player like Murphy, who I think can come in and at least be like a seven, eight sack type of guy each year. He might not be a 12 to 15 type guy, but he's like a safe, reliable player. Kind of in the mold, I think, of Aiden Hutchinson, where the talk about him was, I think you know what you're going to get out of him. Worst case scenario, he's going to be a solid player. Uh, Trayvon Walker was more of the upside pick last year. I think Murphy kind of fits the billing of that safer player that you're going to be able to get and rely on like in between seven to 10 sacks pretty consistently throughout his career. Number 12, the Texans selecting wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. The best receiver for my money in this draft. You go out and select Bryce Young early at quarterback. Now you got to start surrounding him with some weapons. They just traded Brandon Cooks. So you bring in another receiver like in Jigba here who will be set up to play and get a lot of catches and a lot of targets from day one for a Texans team, most likely to be trailing. He could be a, like a 100 catch maybe guy as early as his rookie season. Number 13, the Jets selecting offensive lineman Broderick Jones. Recording this on Tuesday the 21st, so while I'm recording this, the Jets still haven't traded for Aaron Rodgers yet. Uh, so if they do, I don't know if they'll have this pick. Maybe they'll have to trade future collateral down the line. But for, for argument's sake, let's say they do get to keep this pick. I think investing up front and in front of them, they got some nice young receivers and pass catchers already. Uh, make sure he's protected Aaron Rodgers and kept upright. Broderick Jones here out of Ohio State, or excuse me, Georgia, I think would be a nice pick. Number 14, the New England Patriots selecting wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. They just brought in another USC receiver in free agency in Juju Smith-Schuster. But they did let Jacoby Myers go, and this was a team last year that really relied on Myers as their main guy in the passing game. Um, this is a Patriots team that I think if they want to roll with Mac Jones going forward, they need to help improve the rep weapons around them. Addison, a really good route runner, not a super explosive receiver, but I think he's a Patriot level receiver that's just going to be a good route runner, get key first down, stuff like that. Number 15, the Packers selecting edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Don't have his exact size in front of me, but this guy's a defensive end and he's running 4.39 at the combine. Just a, a freak athlete. And I think the Packers last year kind of felt the uh, lack of a pass rush come come up and haunt them at times last year. They need to add another guy there. They do need to improve their run defense as well. Smith, I think, could use some work in the run game still, but that this is just adding more to that front seven, and I think that's important for the Packers right now. Uh, number 16, the Washington Commanders. We're going to have them rolling with Sam Howell at quarterback. 
in this situation. I'm going to give them, my opinion, the best tight end in this draft class in Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. He's taken over that top, top, that top, excuse me, tight end spot for me over Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. I really liked his game at Utah with Cam Rising. I think he's a really nice player, and we give Sam Howell a nice, reliable target at the tight end spot. Number 17, I have the Steelers selecting a cornerback here who slid a little bit. I've seen this guy up in the top 10. Um, I think maybe if, if the Steelers do one, and they might have to trade up to get this guy, but they do love to take DBs in the first round. I'm going to have them selecting cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, a nice big physical corner I think would fit well with the Pittsburgh Steelers there. Number 18, have the Lions selecting cornerback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Like I said, they've invested a lot into this defense and free agency, especially in the secondary, but I still think they need another young corner to, to build and develop on. After getting Tyree Wilson as an edge rusher up there at six, I think continuing to add to that back end. In the passing league these days, you can never have enough guys that can cover. Joey Porter Jr. is personally my favorite corner in this draft, and, and I like this fit for him there. Number eight, or excuse me, number 19, I have the Bucks. A bit of an oddball pick here, a little out of left field, but I have them selecting quarterback Will Levis Jr. out of Kentucky with Tom Brady retired. Baker Mayfield signing there now. I don't think he's a long-term guy there. Levis has the tools, apparently the makeup, the IQ to be a potential franchise quarterback, but he was pretty inconsistent last year. And I think he has a lot of stuff to work on still. I'm excited to get deeper into his tape and evaluate him a little bit more. But I think sitting behind Baker Mayfield for maybe a year, Baker Mayfield potentially getting hurt. He's a guy that plays a little reckless at times, maybe misses a few games. Levis gets in there and gets some reps. I think developing him, and especially with his, the athletic ability that he brings to the table, would be a nice move for the Bucs, who are kind of in quarterback purgatory right now. Number 20, another bit of a surprise pick here, but I've been hearing and seeing this guy's name go in the first round more and more. Uh, to the Seattle Seahawks, not not to the Seahawks, but just in the first round in general. But this landing spot might be a little bit weird uh, just because of because of what the Seahawks have already done this offseason. But I have them selecting cornerback Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I know they just signed Geno Smith to a three-year deal. I think they can get out of it out of two. Hendon Hooker already is a bit of an older prospect, but he is coming off a torn ACL. He'd easily just sit this whole entire year, learn behind a, a vet like Geno Smith, and then maybe compete with him next year for the starting job. But this is a guy with the tools and the the ability, I think, to be a, a nice quarterback in the NFL, kind of like what Geno Smith is right now or that Geno Smith has developed into. Smith, a little over 30. He's not going to be there forever. And last year could could have just been a fluke potentially. And Hendon Hooker might be able to step into a situation where he's taken over a team and, and he has guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to throw to. I like this potential spot, especially with the Seahawks having two first-round picks here. Number 21, I'm going to uh, – one of my favorite players in the draft, I'm going to have the Chargers select here at number 21, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Uh, just talking about Hendon Hooker. Hendon, Jalen Hyatt made Hendon Hooker look pretty good in a lot of scenarios. This guy just has pure speed, and that's one of the things you can't teach. Um, when you look at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, those are two different type of receivers. Keenan Allen, an underneath possession guy. Mike Williams, like downfield jump ball type guy. Jalen Hyatt is that speed explosion receiver. I think he needs to work on his elusiveness a little bit more and, and getting away from tacklers, but he has that pure speed. Just get the ball in his hands, and I think over time he's going to get better feel for the game and eventually use that speed to his advantage more and become a big-time weapon for Justin Herbert going forward. Number 22, the Ravens going back to the wide receiver well. Haven't been able to get it right. I think you just got to keep throwing darts at it until you do. And this is Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Obviously, a big question remains if Lamar Jackson will be back or not. That could 
really alter what the Ravens decide they want to do going forward. But I think Quentin Johnson is more like a jump ball, big body type receiver that we were kind of talking about with Mike Williams there. Not quite the player as him. But I have liked what I've seen out of Rashad Bateman. He's more of an underneath speed type guy. Get the ball in his hands and let him go. I think Quentin Johnson's more of that bigger body type receiver and that jump ball, go up and go up and get it type guy that would give the Ravens offense a, a bit of a different element. Number 23, the Vikings selecting safety Brian Branch out of Alabama. Harrison Smith's been there forever. He can't play safety for another 10 years. They have to eventually, I think, turn the page and bring in a guy like Branch to a defense that really struggled last year and was really the, the main reason for their demise. I think bringing in a guy like Branch, learn from Harrison Smith, play side-by-side side with him every once in a while as well, I think would be a smart move for the future of this Vikings defense. Number 24, the Jags. I've had this mocked here forever, and I'll probably have it con continually mocked un until we're at the draft, and that's them selecting offensive guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. stays in the state of Florida. The Jags have a, a need at guard, I believe. They want to protect Trevor Lawrence, keep him upright after that breakout season he had last year, especially over the second half. You really saw the type of quarterback that he could be. I love this pick for them there. Keep Trevor Lawrence healthy. Keep him upright as much as possible. And Doug Peterson has been around some great offensive lines before and seen the benefits of it. Number 25, the Giants selecting center John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Just went out. You brought in. You brought back Daniel Jones. You don't have to worry about the quarterback spot anymore for now. And I've seen Michael Schmidt's name uh, kind of tossed around as potentially the safest player in this draft. Getting compared to like Creed Humphrey, who was the best center, and he two years ago with the Chiefs out of Oklahoma, he fell to the second round. They got a steal there, and it looks like they have like a rock solid guy there for the next decade. Michael John Michael Schmidt has the potential to be that guy out of this class, and, and having a great center, you don't really. Uh, it's not really the sexiest pick. You don't, you're not going to get the biggest headlines or whatever, but ask the Philadelphia Eagles what Jason Kelsey means to them. Ask the Chiefs what Creed Humphrey means to them. Ask the 49ers or the, the Falcons what Alex Mack meant to them forever, the the Pouncey Twins in uh, Miami and, and Pittsburgh. Good center play and just not having to worry about that spot each and every week is a huge burden off the shoulder because if you're not able to block from within and your quarterback continues – to get pressured from within, it's going to just keep pushing them outside and ruin your plays. I think getting a rock-solid center here for Daniel Jones would be a smart move. Number 26, the Cowboys selecting tight end Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. Just lost Dalton Schultz in, in free agency to the Houston Texans. Have a big need there at tight end now, I think. This is a, a Jerry Jones pick, too. I think Michael Meyer has the potential to be a really good tight end. He's seen what good tight end play looks like up and close, and, and getting another, yet another weapon for Dak here would, would be a big benefit to him. Number 27, the Bills selecting running back B. John Robinson out of Texas, the best running back in this draft. Some people argue maybe a top two or three player overall in this draft. Won't see him go that high just because of the lack of value we see with running backs now. But they did just go out and sign Damian Harris. They did lose Devin Singletary. But I think B. John Robinson's that game-breaking type running back that could potentially get this Bills offense over the top. I've been saying for the past few years, the main reason for their demise, I think, will be Josh Allen's recklessness and turnovers and their lack of running game. Both of those came back to haunt them again in this playoffs and down the line in the season. So I think adding a guy like Robinson really would help take this this Bills offense to that next level and get them to that Super Bowl that they've been coveting. Number 28, the Bengals selecting quarterback Keeley Ringo out of Georgia. I've been on this since the beginning. I think he's going to be a first-round pick just because he can run. He ran like 4-3-5, 4-3-6, I think it was, at the Combine. This guy can run. Corner of us that can run. Um, not few and far between, but a corner that can run with the tools that he has. 
they're going to go in the first round. I'm gonna I put good money on it that Keele Ringo finds himself in the first round, has some stuff to work on, got torched a bit by Marvin Harrison Jr. in that uh, semifinal game. This guy can run a passing league, as I talked about with pass rushers earlier. You can never have enough. You never have enough guys that can cover as well. I think this would be a very smart pick here by the Bengals and, and just keep adding to that secondary, especially after you lost Jesse Bates. We're going to need some reinforcements on the back end. Number 29, got the Saints selecting wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. It's a guy that might go a little bit higher. I'm personally a huge Jalen Hyatt fan, just like fan-wise, prospect-wise. Zay Flowers might be a little, little bit better. He's a really explosive guy, and the Saints bring in Derek Carr. Just uh, flood him with some more weapons. Get him some more weapons. It's a Saints team that has a pretty good roster. Coming into last year, a lot of people liked them. I was low on them. I didn't think they would make the playoffs because of the quarterback spot. Turned out to be true. Uh, but this is a playoff roster, a team with a playoff-type roster. You bring in a Pro Bowl-level quarterback with Derek Carr, who's taken teams to the playoffs before. I think this is a good position for the Saints to add another good weapon here in Zay Flowers. Even if Zay Flowers did potentially go up higher to like the Chargers, if Jalen Hyatt's down here, get him. I, I think that would be a great fit with Derek Carr as well, especially in the Dome, fast-track-type team. But let's let's get, get the ball into these playmakers' hands and get them moving. Number 30, the Philadelphia Eagles with their second per, uh, pick of the first round. I have them selecting edge rusher Luke Van Ness out of Iowa. This is a guy that limited production in some circumstances at Iowa, only a redshirt sophomore. And from what I've heard a lot, the reason why he wasn't a full-time starter for them is because they're just an old-fashioned type program. They play the older guys, but everyone in that program knows that Luke Van Ness was the best defensive player on that team. They say he's built like an Adonis. Just a huge sculpted up Jack guy. And I think his best football is in front of him. We already have the Eagles selecting Brian Bursay. If Howie Roseman gets out with a defensive tackle like Bursay and an edge rusher like Luke Van Ness, I think the Philadelphia Eagles fans everywhere will be very happy. They've lost a lot of pieces on this defense, uh, some older guys to free agency. They're going to need to rebuild this a little bit. You might They might look to potentially take a safety, maybe even try and trade up for a guy like Brian Branch if he's still around where the Vikings are, package some picks. I think that they might look to get a long-term safety out of this draft. But Luke Van Ness sitting there at 30 I think would be a good pick. I've seen him go up around like the 15 range uh, or so. So I, I think Luke Van Ness here would be a nice fit for Philadelphia and walking away with him and Bersay in the first round, Eagles fans would be smiling everywhere. At number 31, the last pick of the first round, have the Kansas City Chiefs selecting edge rusher Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa State. Another guy who performed well at the combine. He's really skyrocketed up draft boards, excuse me. He could also go to like the 15 to 20 range. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But they did lose Frank Clark. They had to release him. It's time to bring in some newer, some younger pass rushers, and I think Will McDonald fits the bill there. But that'll do it for Mock Draft 4.0 from us here at Beef Up Front. At least two more will be coming out, probably three, probably do one um, the first week of April, one like the second week of April, and then one the week of the draft that Monday or so right before draft time comes out. So make sure to stay tuned. We'll have more quarterback film breakdowns, as I said. Uh, Sean, if you don't mind, drop those other two Bryce Young film breakdowns in the description. We'll be we'll be watching uh, his game against Texas later this week. We'll be breaking that down, and we'll be going into other quarterbacks. College basketball kind of coveted a lot of my podcast time recently, but we'll be getting into C.J. Stroud, especially Anthony Richardson. Excited to do a deep dive on him. Will Levis, uh, Hendon Hooker. Those are the guys I'm definitely going to try to hit. And then maybe potentially get like Tanner McKee in there, Jaron Hall as well. Uh, try and get as much content out there as possible before the draft. But thank you, everyone, everyone, for tuning in. As always, please like, subscribe, share, and we'll talk soon.